Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast number 967, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says very clearly Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. So the aim of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, thus saith the Lord, and the giving of the sense of it, the understanding of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath to come and saved and saved from the eternal burning hell by simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most magnificent words, the most loving words, and the most important words in the history of the world one night to a religious man who lacked understanding by the name of Nicodemus in a one-person crusade. With these words, Jesus Christ shook up the world. He said, as it is recorded in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Dear friend, if you want to be saved from the power of your sin and saved from the punishment of your sin in this life and in the hell to come, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. Jesus Christ, in this one verse recorded in the Bible, preached the gospel first and best 
and he preached it so well he included the history of the gospel. This gift, this salvation was born in the heart of Almighty God through his everlasting mercy and grace which our feeble minds cannot even really get our heads around. God so loved the world. What I mean, that's love for you. Millions and billions of sins have been committed against God Almighty. He's so merciful, so loving, and so full of grace. And watch this, so humble. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was meek. It's kind of hard for me to say that God is humble, but he is, to take this. This evil against him who created us. What humility. No wonder he loves for human beings to be humble. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was meek. Had all the power of the world in his hands. But he showed love and mercy to people. Born of the Virgin Mary. That means that no man ever touched Sister Mary. No man had sex with her before Jesus Christ was born. So his blood was pure and holy. It was God's blood. He never committed a sin in word, thought, or deed. He proved that he was God in the flesh by walking on the water like we walk on the ground because he made the water. Being caught in a storm, he told the wind to be quiet and the sea to sit down. Peace be still, and they both obeyed him. Because he made the wind. He made the storm. He broke up funerals by raising the dead in the coffin. And then another man died and was dead several days. And he went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus! He had to call his name, they said. Somebody said he had to identify him because Jesus Christ is so powerful, though meek. If he had just said, come forth, everybody in the grave would have come forth. And Lazarus came forth, wrapped up in mummy-type coffin grave clothes. And a few hours later, they had dinner together. He was sitting at the table. And all of the reporters from the New York Times and the Washington Post, uh, they were out uh, reporting on what was happening. The Jerusalem Post, how about that? He healed the sick. He miraculously held uh, 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 healed the sick and uh, fed the hungry thousands at a time with just a box of lunch. 
he is 100% God and 100% man. There's no half and half. You need to believe in him. I think you need to get to know him. In fact, I know you need to get to know him because I know him now. And you must understand, I there was a time in my life I hated church. I hated my dad who was a preacher. I hated my mother uh, who was a preacher. Uh, but especially my dad because I had his name. I couldn't be cool like the other kids. That's why I hated him. I hated the fact that I was carrying his name because he was known all over the region. He was one of the first black preachers on television many years ago. And that name followed me. And I tried my best to not be like him. I used to curse and swear when my friends said, you're going to be a preacher like your daddy. I, I, I cursed and swore that I would never preach the gospel. Now look at me. I've been preaching the gospel now for 40, over 42 years. And I wouldn't trade my life for anything in the world. My dad was just as shocked as I was. <laughs> but he was my biggest fan. And I, 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 I gained a new love and respect for him. Because uh, one thing he did right was that he loved me. And so, dear friend, if I can be saved, you can be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Understand that you are a sinner. And you have done evil in God's sight. You have broken God's laws. We all have. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. And what God wants you to know is that you're going to die. It's my job and it's the job of all preachers <coughs> and all pastors to do this, to let you know that you're going to die and the reason why you're going to die is because of your sin. You're not going to die of cancer. You're not going to die of the coronavirus plague. You're not going to die of an aneurysm. You're going to die because of your sin, my friend. You're disregarding God's word. Disobeying God's word. Doing what you want. Being willful, proud, stubborn, rebellious. Cast God's word behind your back. Destroy your own conscience. You sear your conscience with a hot iron. You know better on the inside. And all of that is going to be the basis of your, God's judgment against you if you don't repent, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend. You know better because of your own conscience. 
you know better because of the word of God. Even if, even without being told, you know that you're doing wrong and evil. That's why you like to do it in the black and dark night. Lying, dishonesty, deceit, lusting after other people and things, stealing, robbing, whoremongering around, whoring around, being a homosexual, being a lesbian. Yes, all of these sins will land you in hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. The proof of your true belief is that you're going to turn away from sin. Jesus Christ did not die for sin for you to continue in sin. And unfortunately, I have to preach that to the preachers and the pastors in our country and the church folk in our country who think that they can do whatever they want and, 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 and uh, be saved. <clears throat> and that is not true. So I'm preaching to the church folk and to people outside of the church who see the church folk as hypocrites. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell because of your sin. <clears throat> and what God wants you to understand about death it is appointed. The Bible says it is appointed on the man who wants to die, but after this the judgment. So this is certain. And secondly, he wants you to know that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful, watch this, heavenly place called earth. Don't, don't get it twisted now. Just because we're sinful and wicked, earth is still a beautiful place, man. Have you traveled anywhere? Have you seen some of the pictures? That the Christian photographers, you know what they put on the pictures? God created the heaven and the earth. It's so beautiful. Huh? How many of you been to the Virgin Islands like I have? Huh? And the, the, the water is so green, it's blue. I mean, so blue, <laughs> so blue is green. Huh? How many of you have been to Jamaica Island? How many of you have been to Alaska? And you've seen Mount McKinley? Uh, I, I heard that they might have changed, changed his name. I don't know. Changed the name of the mountain. But How many have you been to Hawaii? beautiful places, man. This is a beautiful place. We messed it up, see, with our sinful selves. But if God allows you to die from this beautiful ball called earth, God will, because of your sin, God will allow you to die and go to hell. Straight to hell to pay for your sins. You must understand God is loving, extremely loving. We cannot even get our heads around his love. After 42 years of experiencing his love, I still am amazed and marvel at the love of God. His love makes me a big old tough 60 plus year old man crying like a baby. He's the only one who can make me cry. I'm just sitting in the car driving on the road. I think about the goodness of God and the love of God towards me, the mercy of God, and I, the tears begin to flow. Sometimes I can't even stop it. I have to ask God to help me 
God, please. I, I've asked God I, with great respect. God, please leave me alone now so I can go ahead and do my work for you. Respectfully, I've asked God to do that because I can't. Those of you who are saved, you know what I'm talking about. That when, when he gets you going like that right there, it's hard to stop it. You can't stop it in human strength. The love of God, man, is amazing. You can't listen to me. You really, if God unleashed the 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 the, the might of His love upon you, man, you, we couldn't even stand it. We would die of love. <laughs> yes, we would, man. I'm telling you. And so God so loved the world that He gave up His only begotten Son. Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the love of God for you. He doesn't want you to go to hell, but he will allow you to go to hell if that's what you want. If you love darkness more than light, you love the jam-jam-boogie lifestyle and whoring around and whoremongering around and being a homosexual and a lesbian more than you love Jesus and more than you want to be saved, from hell, then you, you yeah, I mean, I'm going to say go right ahead. That's what you're going to do. Now, Jesus is still doing everything he can right now to get you saved from hell. Even at this moment. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. If your hand leads you to sin, because really when you sin against God, you offend yourself. You're hurting yourself when you sin against God. See? It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Do you want to go to a place where the fire is never quenched? Come on, man, woman. Is sin that good to you? I know sin can be good now. Sin can be fun and pleasurable. There's no doubt about it. And sadly for most of us, it is the evil of the sin that is most pleasurable. Because we're evil. Because we know it's wrong. We want to do it. <clears throat> Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Is Bo Peep that good to you? Is Sylvia that good to you? Is the adultery that good to you? You'd rather die and go to hell over it? And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. That foot that leads you over to uh, somebody's house you are not to go to. Somebody's wife, somebody's husband. homosexual rendezvous, lesbian rendezvous. Repent of that and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and get set free from all that stinky, demonic, evil foolishness. The devil is a lie and the devil is lying to you. God never told you to put your penis in somebody's behind. You a man with another man. Nobody, God never told you, uh, a woman, to be trying to uh, 
have sex with each other. Nobody told you to go over to uh, have sex with another man's wife. Nobody, God didn't tell you that. God didn't tell you to go and have sex with another uh, woman's husband. God told you not to do those things. And the commandments of God are not grievous. But if you continue in those things, here's where you're going. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. You say, preacher, you're killing my buzz. Preacher, I have some plans to be with somebody tonight. Now, you done, you done messed that up. That's all right. You'd be better off. Listen to me. You'd be better off instead of there committing fornication and adultery and homosexuality and lesbianism. You'd be better off at home uh, watching a television show and enjoying life and get and being high on life. There's no greater high than to be saved and high in the Lord. And that's a fact. And the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Now, you, you think all of that is worth it? I don't think so. Mm -mm. Hell is a real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. And hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell because through God's love, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross in a cruel way for our sins. You want to see the ugliness of sin? Look at the cross. Look at how God, the son of God, suffered, bled, and died at the hands of of the people he created at the hands of the people he loves. They called him everything but a child of God. They mocked him. They beat him beyond recognition. And all of his blood was shed for you and me. Now that's love for you. I, I can't go beyond that. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, proving that he is the Son of God. And then he ascended back to heaven. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father, doing what? Praying 24-7 for you and me. That's love for you. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day to save your soul from hell. That's why he did it. And that's why by the grace of God I preach it every day. He did it for, he did it for me. 
And I know he can do it for you. Wherever you are in the world, you might be in the Ukraine, you might be in Russia, you might be in the Philippines, you might be in Kenya, you might be in China. <clears throat> By the way, pray for Chi. They're saying that he has suffered a uh, aneurysm or something. He may die. I don't know. But pray. And pray for his soul. Pray for him to be saved. But right now, dear friend, you need to be saved. So follow me in prayer. Mean it from your heart, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God in heaven, I, I cannot see you, but I know you're there. I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments. As the preacher has mentioned, lying, stealing, lusting after people and things, dishonoring my parents, dishonoring you by taking your name in vain. Holy Father God, I am guilty according to your law and your holy word. I deserve to die and go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, your Holy Son, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and truly save my soul from the hell that I deserve to the heaven that I don't deserve. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins. Help me to change and help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. 
and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as he said for you to do. You obeyed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And now you're saved by the grace of God. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It is based upon what Jesus Christ said in John 10:9. I am the door by me of any man into in. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and to be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my humble prayer. We're going to resume our service already in progress uh, at the point of the uh, at the point of the scripture in the sense uh, portion of this service, the standing between the living and the dead service. Today, my beloved, and by the way, for those of you who just prayed and I believed in Christ and got saved. This is your first Bible study. Today we are reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 15. And did not he make one? Yet had he the residue of the Spirit? And wherefore one, that he might seek a godly seed? Therefore take heed to your spirit, and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. Uh, Many of you know I've been preaching a Mother's Day series, and uh, I told wives and mothers, and I said it also in a podcast yesterday, and I've said it many times before, Husbands are under God in Jesus Christ. And you wives do not have to worry about getting them back for anything treacherous or evil they have done. Have faith in God. I assure you that God will get him. You don't have to worry about it. You see, you you need to understand, God is a protector. And he will protect you as a wife if you make sure that you're obedient to God yourself. And you're not doing anything that pushes you out of the parameters of that protection. Such as not submitting to your husband, not being in subjection to your husband, uh, disrespecting your husband, not showing proper agape love for your husband. We're not talking about any romance love here. Agape love. You do your part. 
And by doing your part, you're showing your faith in God. The problem in many marriages today is many wives don't have faith in God and in His Word. And they try to punish their husbands themselves. And that is a no-no. Because see, God will pull back and let you go ahead and try to do what you want to do in the flesh. Leave him alone and let God deal with him. God does not play. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And God loves you, wife and mother, just as much as he loves your husband. And he's not going to let you be hurt or harmed by him. Now, your husband may not let you have your way and may get on your case and so forth and so on. That's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. That's still love too. But you leave your husband to God. I have seen husbands killed for taking advantage of their wives or uh, out there with side pieces and stuff like that. God does not play. And if they persist in that, don't confess their sins and repent, God will take them away and make you rich. I've seen that happen, so don't you worry about it. God is in control. That's what you said, right? That's what you say, right? Well, act like it. The best thing you can do for some people, leave them alone, do your part, pray for them. As I've told my children and as I've told my wife, the, the worst thing I can do for you is pray for you. Meaning, uh, God will deal with you if you get out of line. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I just read in your hearing Malachi 2.15. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. I, I've given you some of it already. With the help of the Holy Ghost, nod to my great-grandmother, Mother Brelove, and Mother Beeman, back in those days. They could have said Holy Spirit, but they didn't. They didn't use the word Holy Spirit, the phrase Holy Spirit. They used Holy Ghost. And that spooked us, young people. Whoa, what? Anyway, same thing. The Bible Knowledge Commentary shares with us from Dallas Theological Seminary. This is the most difficult verse in Malachi to translate. The first phrase could be either, Did not one make them? Or did not he, the Lord, make one? The first rendering emphasizes the creative and sovereign work of the one God. The second has several possibilities. It may refer to one wife, one child of Abraham, Isaac, and uh, uh, no, and one flesh, man and woman, made one in marriage, or one covenant nation. The second sentence in verse 15 is even more difficult. Literally, it reads, and a remnant of the spirit or spirit to him. 
The NIV follows the view of many commentators and reads flesh in place of remnant. However, the primary motivation for this is the opinion that the first phrase alludes to Genesis 2.24, which speaks of man and woman becoming one in marriage. This view is possible because marriage is being discussed in Malachi 2.10-16. Husbands, God does not play. You have a husband too. <laughs> Uh, not down here on earth. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. He's the, the husband of the bride of Christ. And you have learned, hopefully, that you don't mess with Jesus and you don't mess with God. So, so don't, don't mess with your wife. Don't mistreat your wife. Because God will get you. That ought to put the fear of God in you. You don't need to... No, no, no. Wait, hold up now. Don't fear your wife, sir. Fear God. You say what you need to say to your wife when she is wrong and acting evil and all of that. You better rebuke her. And you don't hearken to your wife. You don't fear her not giving you some putinanity. Some putinanity. You don't fear all her threats. You don't even fear she threatened to take the children and, and divorce you. You fear God. Son and God only. And that fear and respect of God will keep you from harming your wife or your children. That's if you're saved and born again. All bets are off, off if you're lost. And you'll do anything. Probably, back to the text, a better view is that the prophet was contrasting the Lord's faithfulness to Israel all right, folks, I'm still here. Our technician has done a wonderful job to uh, recover. The devil is busy, always, trying to hinder God's work. But you heard me pray against the devil. I'm going to continue to do that. But I thank the Lord that our technician, my son Daniel Ezekiel, was Johnny on the spot, took care of the situation, and everything is back to normal. As I was saying, talking about Malachi chapter 2 verses 10 through 16 probably a better view is that the prophet was contrasting the Lord's faithfulness to Israel his one covenant people with the marital unfaithfulness of individual Israelites like we have today we have individual Christians who are not faithful to their own marriages, which uh, uh, many people understand that the church is not faithful to the Lord, as we should be, the modern day church, the Laodicean church, the apostate church, 
This contrast had already been drawn in verse 10 and was involved in the discussion. Pardon me, of the sin of intermarriage. In this view, the one in the first clause in verse 15 refers to Israel as one people. The stress on oneness would have special significance in the post-exilic period as the former division between Israel and Judah was removed. In verse 11, Judah and Israel are used interchangeably. Therefore, the first phrase might have an, have an intended double reference. Has he not made one people? And has he not made the people one? The second phrase could read and made them and made them his spiritual remnant. They could be his spiritual remnant only because he would fill uh, them with his spirit. Though Judah and Israel were united in Malachi's day, the granting of the Holy Spirit to the remnant is still future. Now, you know, folks, you may have to get this by freight. This is kind of the it's kind of deep today. And uh, uh, and maybe unnecessarily so, but anyway, but it was described from God's standpoint as if it had already taken place. Why was God concerned about the unity of His people? And why one? God is seeking a godly offspring, literally a seed of God. Seed refers to the people corporately as the heir of his covenant promise and parallels the phrase spiritual remnant. Malachi's command, so God yourself in your spirit means to have the same desire for covenant unity that the Holy Spirit seeks, which would mean not violating the marriage covenant. By the way, God takes the marriage covenant very seriously. You don't believe so? Go ahead and try to get a divorce. You, you feel it in your soul how seriously God takes it. There's a steel bond between a husband and a wife that is unbreakable. And you can try to break it, but you're going to feel the pain of it. Listen to me very carefully. For the rest of your natural born life. Go ahead. And because your wife, sir, uh, is married to you, and you married her, not only is there a bond, uh, her desire would be to you. Always. And, you know, she can go out and try to get with somebody else and listen to her girlfriends and everything, but... In the dark and black night, she's going to want her husband. And uh, you're going to want your family. So, and this is, this is the testimony of even lost people. 
I mean, uh, I mean, look at the nasty divorce between uh, these two movie stars. And, and I think it's two or three of them going on. One, one is going on, going on t- ten years, huh? And you're gonna pain, and you're gonna hurt everything you miss, which is, which will be thousands of things, thousands of things, and every graduation. Uh, a death-like feeling. Every marriage, every soccer game, everything—it's going to be death, death, death. Worse than death. And uh, so, uh, uh, but you know, with all of that, the uh, BKC has said here, which even I'm going to have to go back and read some more. Uh, the main point I want you to get husbands is you do right by God in dealing with your wife and God will look after you and uh, uh, and, and God will bless your family and bless your life because he does not play if you deal treacherously with your wife and you divorce your wife and marry somebody else and you know uh, you hardly give her any money to live on and all this kind of thing It's cheaper to keep her, as they said back in the 70s, I believe. And let me say something to the wives. God will get you too. If you don't listen to your husband and obey your husband, God knows how to deal with you too. And he will, he, he, he can shut you down. So don't you make sure you don't mess with God. And you be obedient to God. And that includes being obedient to your husband. BKC, wrap up, because the nation is one, no husband, Malachi said, should break faith with his wife, with the wife of his youth, by divorcing her. Because God says, I hate putting away. He He hates it. You know why? Because he's concerned not only about the man, he's concerned about the woman. And he's concerned about the children. That's another thing I didn't touch on. Let me just touch on a little bit. You grown folk wanting to get a divorce. You break the hearts of your children in millions of pieces. Every day by doing that. Don't be shocked. When they have a bad attitude and change their attitude to the worst ever because you uh, want a divorce breaking up their lives messing up their lives messing their minds up breaking their hearts trying to do this foolishness of uh, back and forth with the children foolishness which breaks their hearts afresh and new over and over again the children who love the, the parent who loves the children the most as I told you yesterday uh, based upon a Solomon situation, Solomon's wisdom, will let the other parent have the children so they can stay in one place. That's what I believe. You, you're just trying to hurt each other by taking them back and forth, using them as little pawns, you devils. Anyway, I must move on. Oh, I, I'm moving on to the family segment. 
what I have dubbed the family verses. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for the, for the first Bible study for some. And Lord, we thank you for allowing us to dig deeper into this passage. And uh, Lord, however, this was a difficult uh, Bible study and which is rare, I pray that you will give us a greater understanding of it. Uh, as my son Daniel Ezekiel helps with uh, me going over this again with uh, maybe using uh, a study Bible that can break it down a little bit better uh, next time. So Lord, we pray that you will help us to grow from what we have learned and help us to obey your holy word. Help husbands who like to put away probably more than wives uh, not to do that. And to love their wives as you have commanded them to do. And we pray the same thing for wives. That they would subject themselves to their husbands and love their husbands back and respect their husbands. So that the marriage will stay together and the children uh, children's hearts will not be broken into a million pieces. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically, your body will be put in a cold dark grave and that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. 
But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of my sins past. And help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. That he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Allow me to say to you. Dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospelitesociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time.